0: Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast, where we talk about all things film and production, and even some other stuff. Tonight, my co-hosts and I discuss the moderate landscape of film production, and how their technology has truly leveled the playing field. I'm your host, Jerome, here with Zach and Justin. Thanks a, for putting us in your ear holes.
1: I'm excited for tonight's discussion because a, it's, I think I, it's unlike anything we've talked about before on a whole different level. One. What yeah. a way to say thank you for
2: listening.
0: <laughs> oh, the, <yeah. laughs> Um. So my first question for you guys. Do you remember the first video camera you got your hands on? Or maybe, Zach, because I know you're more news than film like man. we are. Maybe what, what was the first like editing program you used you got your hands on?
2: What was the first microphone you got your hands on?
1: Well, video camera. I remember when I was playing soccer and throughout my toddler years, my dad would be roaming around taking video of me through some camcorder. And a lot of people assumed he worked for the news because I guess the camcorders back in the days were all black, had a little windscreen, and – uh, just kind of kind of chunky pieces of equipment. Yeah, but I never personally really operated it since I was a kid, and my dad it was it took tape and all that. But that's my first recollection of at least seeing uh, a camera and what it can do. But I was like, oh, it looks like a marshmallow, The little the windscreen. As a kid, I would tail. always touch it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's my first. Um, experience seeing a camera. The That's, tape what days.
2: You? I don't know. I mean, um, from what I can remember, we we did have, for a short time, uh, a camcorder that used VHS tapes um, that you just recorded straight onto the tape with. Uh, but we didn't have, I don't think we had it for very long. Um, and then in high school, I actually got my own Handycam, which you know, it was kind of a big deal. It was like, a, it's like a digital camcorder. Um, I won it at an after prom thing. I won it randomly. And so, and then I ended up selling it because I was never used it, uh, at the time, but that that was when I was in high school. So little I, did you know, yeah, little did I know I was going to become a filmmaker slash teacher. So yeah, that's the earliest I can remember, um, was the, the old camcorders that used VHS. I should get my hands on one of those
0: actually. They're really cool. My first experience wow. was a VHS camcorder as well. My parents had this big old clunky thing. It was like the size of my head. And you put a VHR, <laughs> and it, uh, 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 not a VHR, VHS <laughs> um, in there. And if you don't know what a VHS is, because we're old, um, it looked like a, it's about the size of a small keyboard. It was about two inches thick, and it had wheels—two wheels in the center with tape. And you would, when you hit record, it would record onto the tape, mm-hmm. and it would spin, and it would replay the the tape back. I man, I hope people know what a VHS.
1: Oh, I'm sure most people. No, wheel. people are listening right now. They're googling it as in while uh, in bed listening to uh, this podcast. The they're, 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 they're watching images right now. Yeah. Of what a VHS is. <laughs>
0: Mommy, mommy, I'm learning about history.
1: <laughs> it's, important. Uh,
0: it's important. So it's really cool. Just that was my first experience. And I remember taking my parents camcorder and going all over the house, recording stuff with my stuffed animals, recording stuff with my, annoying my sister. I would just like chase my sister around the camera and she would like, stop it, stop it, stop it and it, it didn't matter i was she was the actress i was i was going to get my stuff and i don't remember anything that i ever made uh, but i loved having that camcorder and just filming everything and that was my first experience
1: yeah, my with- dad over the years has worked on digitizing or at least putting what he shot on the camcorder over i'd say at least 15 years of my life onto it. DVDs and then he's in the process of digitizing, put it on hard drives and such, but that's the process. They make DVD players that have the ability to convert um, VHS to a disc uh, format, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially because you and know VHS, they, 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 they degrade in quality over time. Oh, the, the VHS or the DVD? VHS.
0: Aren't yeah. those pretty VHS expensive?
1: What? The DVD converters. player converters. Yeah, eh, I mean this. I mean this is several years ago. So maybe back then it was, but yeah, maybe it was. I have one, but I, I don't use it for anything other than to play just regular DVDs. <laughs> and
0: then what about the cameras you guys use today?
2: Um, I actually just bought. It's not a cam video, a film camera, but it's a it's a um, Minolta uh, SR t 101 it's a photography camera but it uses film um and it even has like one of those um sorry i just hit my mic it has one of those winder for the film you know where you have to every time you take a picture you have to rewind or advance the film you take picture and advance the film with your thumb um it's a really cool camera and then um and right now i did have a uh a canon 70d for a while um, that I used to f- to film with, but I ended up getting rid of it because it just kind of collected dust. Actually, sold it to LV. if you remember LV? Um, and so right now I just basically have what what I can get at the college. <laughs> right, well, my, and then my phone. I actually just shot a wedding with my phone.
0: Shot a wedding with your phone.
2: Yeah, and it looked really good. And I, well, I bought a gimbal. I bought like a stabilizer for it. Um, it only cost like one hundred thirty dollars, and it made the the shots look really good because the the picture already looked good. I was I, it was kind of a, an experiment more than anything. Luckily, it turned out really well. Um, so yeah, that's I mean that's the camera I have right now. What phone is the camera? What phone is the camera? Yeah what what phone do you have? An so iPhone. Like Apple. Yeah, iPhone thirteen Max Pro.
0: They shoot so. movies on those nowadays.
2: Yeah, that's a whole
1: that's a whole like entire thing movies about. or just portions of
2: um movies.
0: portions of it, majorities of it. There's um
2: Don't you dare mention the movies I'm going to mention, Jake. You do I don't
0: this. know what movies you're going to mention, man. Really Why well. don't you mention them?
2: <laughs> well, there are two movies that I had taught and I actually just bought one of the movies on Blu-ray and I haven't seen them yet, but I really want to watch them because they're kind of the two I don't know for for whatever reason, they're the ones that come up when I look up like movie shot on an iPhone and one of them is called unsane. Um, and it's about a, uh, girl, a woman who's involuntary, co- voluntarily committed to a mental institution, but it was shot, uh, on an iPhone seven. So this movie came out in 2018, which is about right. Um, it's supposed to be kind of like a horror thriller type movie. It looks cool. I've even watched the trailer and the trailer looked really cool. Um, and then there's another movie called Tangerine came out in 2015, uh, about a hooker who tears through Tinseltown on Christmas Eve, searching for the pimp who broke her heart. That's an interesting way to describe a movie, um, but it was shot on an iPhone as well. I don't know which iPhone. So yes, they yeah. do. And actually, I really would like to shoot. I have an idea for a short film that I want to shoot uh, with my iPhone. Something with like no dialogue. It's just basically kind of like a um, an experimental film. It's kind of what I'm going for with it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I want to try to shoot it with my iPhone to see see how.
1: It's Why do people want to shoot movies and and films or whatever on a uh, phone? is the technologies evolved in such a way that it's made it convenient all in the palm of your mm-hmm. hand essentially yeah so obviously be- people are using a host of accessories with the yeah with the phone i would imagine and then oh, the yeah. post edit and then all that but just the phone itself what the what mm-hmm. it, what it comes with and the, the software built in it's just crazy how in this little brick well not i mean you should see the phones these days they're massive but generally i mean you could Hold it with one hand. Uh, it's just crazy what it can do. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: That's a little bit about what I wanted to talk about tonight because, you know, this technology has advanced so much um, that it's, you know, leveling the playing field. Videos, movies, weddings, commercials, they're all shot on on camera equipment that's getting cheaper and cheaper less expensive more affordable you know there are free editing programs there are all sorts of resources for anyone to make whatever they want and you know it just leads to a whole bunch of questions for me like on the one hand it's fascinating and it's wonderful that we're able to make whatever we want to make but on the other hand Is that really good for, you know, storytelling in general? Should everyone have the ability to make whatever they want? What do you guys think?
2: I mean, they already do, in a sense, you know, with social media and TikTok and stuff. Um, Granted, a lot of that stuff is maybe a minute long. Um, But I think we're at the point in our lives where, like, you already create like if you if you look at pe- a lot of people's instagram at the top they say they all put content creator <laughs> almost all yeah. of them and so i i put on my instagram i said aren't we all technically content creators because even taking a picture <laughs> and posting it on instagram
1: influences is,
2: is is creating content right so it blows my mind when people put content creator on their on their freaking or digital digital creator i'm like dude we're all digital creators because we have that that ability to to do something whether it is taking a picture or filming something right and then uploading it to social media and you're already that that is your audience right you're 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 sending it to the cloud the audience and you know it's like it's like going and shooting a movie and then putting it in theaters right Your audience, their phone is the movie theater, if you will. Like, it's clearly not a movie theater, even though some people act like it is. Like, they'll watch whole movies on a freaking phone. And I'm like, why would anybody ever – like, my niece was eating – at the table the other day and she just had her phone propped up and i'm like why, why are you watching that on your phone I'm like go sit down on the couch and turn
1: it on the tv like i don't know did she at least have headphones you on you to... project
0: no, from your phone you, you don't can. have to watch it on your phone yeah.
2: she didn't have headphones on she was listening to it through the
0: oh my god it's like all tinny i mean but suppose these
1: days they have like at least my samsung galaxy s I mean the... has dolby uh atmos built in
0: I mean, the sound isn't
2: bad for a phone. But it's like when I watch a movie, I at least want to watch it on my big TV in my room with my surround sound, you know, or go to the movies if I can. So lately I've been watching more movies and like I don't even the only thing I watch on like my my either my phone or my iPad is like YouTube. Or sometimes while I'm working, I might turn on my iPad and put on a show that I've seen a hundred thousand times. But like when it comes to sitting down, watching a movie that I've never seen for the first time, it's all about the TV and the sound or the movie theaters. Like, so, I mean, so that, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a thing, but you know, uploading, uploading a one minute video to TikTok is, is creating an audience for that. You're already a content creator there.
1: Everyone has their own opinions about there's about content, but there's a lot of content out there in, in the world, whether it's in cinema, TV, or on the internet. And well, there's a lot I of think, good stuff. There's a lot of bad stuff. Well, and that yeah. goes with just through the, the ages of filmmaking that there's been wonderful movies, not so mm-hmm. good, and just absolute trash.
0: Well, yeah, I did a, I did a quick uh, little research project before this, and I went on IMDb, and I just... Uh, searched how many movies were released this year. Feature film released from January 1st to current. And there's been 12,833 movies that have been um, entered into IMDb. That's not even, I'm sure, all, like, th- there's so many more movies that have been made beyond that. These are just the ones that the creators cared enough to make an entry onto IMDb. That's twelve thousand. 833 just this year Mm -hmm. If we assume That each movie is an hour long Which most movies are longer than that 90 minutes on average But if we assume That they're just an hour long each If you watched each one of those movies Back to back It would take you 500 days
2: 500 days of summer That's a movie
0: (laughs) Yeah, but 500 days to watch every single movie that's been made So just it, this year.
2: Does it give oh. you statistics as to the runtime? Because, you know, you can add short films on there. Because, like, when I did my thesis movie, I put it on IMDb, and it was 20 that's minutes true. long. True. So it's possible uh, that... This- a portion of them could be short films, dude. You can put video games on there. I'm not saying that that's part of the statistics you're you're looking at, but you can at like if you you can go to IMDb and look up a video game.
1: There is or or there, people, there are, there are <laughs> people,
2: people. Well, yeah, you can of course look at people, but I'm just saying like it's IMDb. it stands you can put for yourself it, on there? You're a it, filmmaker. I am on there. You um, are. Like well,
1: picture and all that
2: well you have to have a subscription for all that so I it was on there for a while but I let the subscription run out so now it's just uh, like now it's just text I think it stands for internet movie database but you can also get short films um I think that's or not short films uh video games as well which is yeah. pretty cool uh, like I like that uh, that that part of because you can cause the cool thing about IMDB is you can look up trivia and all that stuff and like I like to look up the trivia and kind of see how things were made or just certain you know cool facts about a movie or whatever I know that's not what
0: we're talking about so, so the qualifications for this one were were films that were tagged as feature film oh gotcha okay okay that's, so, that's the list gotcha. that I'm reading these are feature mm-hmm. films yeah, feature. released gotcha. from January 1st to now okay cool and it says there's 12,000. Now, you know, maybe if someone made a three minute short film and they just tagged it as a feature, then it's, you know, it's, it's put on this list. But this is what I, but that's the list that I found from IMDb, which just goes to so, show how much content is being made. And I think also, um, kind of in a roundabout way, shows how easy it is for things to be made. And, and the, the majority of these don't even have ratings. Like it, it shows the rating. Of each of them, and it's just like zero 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 two zero 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 three zero 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 you know. So most of this stuff's unfortunately not being watched, but it is being made and put out there.
2: I don't think that it's a bad thing that we can do this stuff. I like, I like I said, I would like to make a movie with my phone just as like an experiment, you know, it's not something I would do all the time. I would rather pay the money to rent a camera if I have to in order to make a movie. But I was just, you know, it's, it's it's kind of the inexpensive way uh, or expensive inexpensive way to create something is to do it with your phone, like from one minute TikTok to a 20 minute movie if you want to do something like that. So, you know, when you think about it like that, it is a great innovation because you know when cell phones first came out of course we weren't really thinking pictures and and video it was basically calling like cell phones even in the 80s it was calling then they got a little smaller but you could only still call eventually texting came out right and it's funny how how cell phones went from being these giant things right to these small flip phones which, you know, and like the Razer, everybody loved the Razer, super popular. You remember, like, huh? you
0: remember having to press the letters, like, yeah,
2: each, like three yeah, times? Yeah, you had to do it, like, a few times in order to get the letter you wanted.
1: I never did that. Never had texting. Forever.
0: Yeah. I remember having an argument once oh, when I had, like, a little Switch phone, and that was more aggravating than the argument I was having, because it took so long. It was awful. Well,
1: That's why you well, got the BlackBerry. BlackBerry. It only-
2: it only took long. The and slide
1: he, out screen.
2: If he sucked at it, because I was good at it,
1: you
2: <laughs> know. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, so it got to that point where, where it got, we we wanted it smaller and smaller. Like I don't know if you guys watch Futurama, but there's an episode where Amy answers her cell phone, and it's on this, it's it's on this giant charger, like it's like a a brick, but the phone is like super super tiny, right, and so. That's kind of how it seemed like we were going with with our phones at that time in the early 2000s or whatever and then the iphone came out then we realized we wanted touch screen and then of course with the iphone came pictures and video and facetime and then eventually to where we are now so i don't and think privacy it's concerns yeah yeah well that's a whole other issue zach <laughs> um but yeah uh Got to us where we're at now, where we can we can go out. If I wanted to go shoot something right now, I could on my phone. It's, it's really cool. cool. Yeah, it is
0: cool. And this is And this discussion isn't. I'm not trying to determine whether or not it's good or bad that we have this technology. It's no, it's just interesting. A, and yeah, it's just more of a discussion of like how far technology has come, and has made it so easy for anyone, an untrained person, to go out, pick up a camera learn how to do this. I'm I'm majorly self-taught. I've taken a few courses in the course of my career, but I'm for the most part self-taught. And I owe a lot of what I know to this, you know, vast web of education that we can find online. We talk about, you know, technology making things easier. Just the fact that we have internet and communities of people that bind together over common you know joys or subjects
1: that we can teach each other things we've all used youtube to learn how to do something in life
2: oh yeah i i I learned how to fix my i learned how to fix my faucet using youtube because it was really it was yeah because you know i back then i i shaved a lot my face and so because i had worked at a restaurant and so it got jammed it got clogged up and so i looked it up on youtube how to unclog it and it's super easy um, but it's just you know it goes to show you what what you can access on the web and what people can do like even streamers nowadays use their phones to stream you know oh they don't, yeah they don't i mean yeah I bet i met a few of them use a webcam but i'm most of or, them just phone prop their phones the up on a on a short yeah. little tripod with a ring light
1: yeah they're, or they're like secondary phone that they just use solely as a as a camera web camera yeah
0: Over in India, there are like streaming hostels Mm. where where people come in and there's there's just rows and rows of computers, chairs and cameras. And they sit down and they play video games like all the people if you ever get on Facebook and you Mm. go to like the Facebook Live and there's like a whole bunch of Indian dudes playing all sorts of video games. I'm not knocking that, but it's just they've made a business out of people coming in, setting up this space. And they can just sit down and start streaming as a job.
2: You know what, Definitely. that sounds like? Well, sounds, uh, sounds like an internet cafe. Well, you guys yeah, remember those?
1: Yeah, Japan has uh, multiple of those internet cafes. It's kind of sad. I watched some documentaries on YouTube about well, some people just live in these cafes and they, in these small little rooms where there's a computer, and they also live in these facilities. I don't like people that have uh, this. Don't have a job, um, frankly, and they live I mean, in these this, places.
0: But that is their job because now you can make money doing that. Eh, it makes, so I think um, there's,
1: there's concerns. Uh, I think
0: it is uh, rapper T Pain. I think it's T Pain, who that's what he does now. He streams and he plays video games, and he was like, "I've made more money from one stream." Than I did from an entire discography. Okay, but- when he was touring,
1: you gotta be established. Marketing is a big part of. Well,
2: I was gonna uh, say it's being, being a popular streamer. Yeah, and yeah. it's T Pain. He's already a well-known <laughs> rapper.
1: Yeah, I just like the people that you know make bank off of OnlyFans. I mean, not everyone's gonna be able to be making, you know, thousands of, of dollars right off the bat. I mean, despite right. your opinions on what people do on OnlyFans. Into that. But well, I mean, the- it's interesting how people are making livings, including college students. I, I don't know if you've seen, read articles about you know, how college students are you know, trying to make it, make it through university by, you know, making content, and selling it on only well, OnlyFans.
2: They say they're trying to get through university, Zach. It's like a stripper saying she's working to get through college. Like chances are she might be working to get through college, but she probably is not. She's just saying that so you'll give her more money.
1: Well, I mean, regardless of your opinions on the the purpose of OnlyFans, but that, that's a that's a medium. <clears> thanks yeah. to the internet, has made it. In England, profitable for folks to to live.
2: Well, you know, it's even like like this, like like podcasts. You know, we we're three random dudes on a podcast, and yeah, we have some <laughs> listeners. But I've been listening to um, another podcast called Dungeons and Daddies, and um, right. it's a very it's a very popular podcast. It's about uh, a bunch of well, I almost said dudes, a bunch of daddies, a bunch of, well, it's a bunch of dudes and a girl playing Dungeons and Dragons as daddies right so their their dads go yeah and it's a really good show but here's the thing and i didn't realize this and i was like why the heck is this show so popular like is it because it's just dungeons and daddies but nope i realized that two of the guys that that are on that show created the show video game high school Have you ever yeah. watched that show so i didn't yeah. know that until i looked i think i looked them up or something and, and um I think I looked up Dungeons and Daddies is what it was, and and then I found a video of the two on Conan, and I realized, Wong. yeah, Freddie Wong and and Matt Arnold, I think, and so um, I realized that oh, they made video game High School. No wonder this show is. I'm not saying that the show is not good because it is. It's it's really good, and I think that even if I well, I didn't know. I just I just listened because somebody said it's a good show. You should listen to it, and so I listen now that I know that two of the guys that work on that show, you know, also did video game high school and just some other, like bunch of YouTube stuff. Like that's also why that show is so popular, you know, cause mm-hmm. they it, already had a fan base to go off of. We don't and not saying and that's a bad,
0: it one. also makes sense because they have production experience
2: and they have the equipment and the money to and the sponsors to, to do something like that. But yes, well, I mean we have production experience. It's not I don't think it's about
0: we have production experience, but we haven't made an entire television show. Or yeah, I mean I guess we it's haven't, true. we haven't made we haven't, you know, worked we on an actual staff teams of a hundred people to make a television show, you know. They yeah. they they work with marketing and they've worked with videos and and even before they did video game high school, Freddie Wong I mean, Freddie Wong got his start on YouTube. Well, going back to the you know, the the bar of entry, Freddie Wong got started on YouTube um, with the guys over at Corridor Digital. He made, oh, what was it? I think it was Rocket Jump was his channel. And they made short films. That's what what they did is they made short films and used their VFX all on their own. And they just released these like nerd themed, action themed, video game themed shorts. And people loved it. It's
2: interesting that you mentioned that because there's other instances well at least one that i can think of where people well you know um justin bieber got discovered through youtube and now look at him and then if you've ever watched crazy ex-girlfriend the main character her name is rachel bloom right and she just made silly youtube music videos and stuff and somebody at a network saw it and said we need to give her our own sitcom so they created crazy ex-girlfriend because she was on there you know, so, I mean, the way things happen nowadays are a little different because we've we talked about this Well, we have it. But I mean, like it's been a topic of discussion before where, you know, people get discovered or, you know, channels can make money now. And that's that's people's job because they know how to use the technology or they caught it or they got in on it early on, like, like epic rap battles of history. You know, it's a great concept. I think it would still be popular. Had it started six months ago, but Mm -hmm. considering it started like kind of when YouTube was taking off, helped it a lot. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. YouTube is such an incredible resource for people to get discovered. Like there are several directors that I know of, who were discovered from YouTube, David F. Sandberg is one of them, we talked about him before. He started making horror shorts on YouTube, um, and he's now the director of Shazam, which we've talked about, Annabelle Creation, uh, Lights Out, which was, I think that's actually how he got discovered, was he made a short horror um, Mm -hmm. with his monster who moves only in the dark, and he was discovered and he was able to make a feature film off that. That movie was discovered from YouTube. That movie um, kind of Joe, freaked me out. Joe okay. Penna, which you might know as Mystery Guitar Man, he was—he started way back when YouTube started, and, and he's a director now. He's worked on films with uh, like Mads Mikkelsen, and so these people who produce and make a living now with films started back on YouTube.
2: Yeah, I shouldn't just stop being so lazy. <laughs> I have good ideas. I think like, I could do that. I could work with Mads Mikkelsen. Well okay that's not what I meant but I mean I'm just saying like I'm not saying I'd get discovered but I I think I have some pretty good ideas to be able to at least put on YouTube
1: you know like and for I some mean, of these creators it takes years for them to get discovered noticed. and exactly. get that is true some major break to make them pop I think these days it might be <laughs> there's a lot just so much saturation of content creators but there's also the luxury of social media to help amplify people's oh, yeah. to content. promote yourself and there's people making so so many like social media platforms to help spread their content to the world, which even back in 2008 we were kind of limited in how we could spread and share our, for example, of videos that we made on YouTube or our websites. Um, but I think with more social media platforms coming to the horizon, it seems like people have a greater chance uh, at getting the recognition that they might seek. But at the same time there's just so many people making content that it might kinda of get lost in the Oh yeah. The whole totally. ocean of you know stuff.
2: You know how Trey Park and Matt Stone got discovered? You know who they are, right? Creators of South Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um they they created like an animated short, same style as a little more crude, of course, than now, but same style, same same animation style with a construction paper and stop motion. But they just made like a short um, animated thing on VHS, uh, where Santa and Jesus fight, right? <laughs> but the way they got discovered, you know, if they made that now, they they could, it'd be a lot easier for them to get discovered because they just put it on a VHS tape and it got passed around. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It got passed around and and they they had pitched South Park to networks like like Fox and um, NBC and all those places. And the reason they got discovered was a up and coming channel called Comedy Central that took a chance on them. And now look at them, you know. So just think about like like the 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 way you get the
0: fact that they had like physically swapping of VHS
2: I mean seriously and now we can just put it on the internet and people see, see it and you know we
0: hope for the best essentially. Which leads me to my next question. With so much content being put out on the internet do you guys think that the playing field has actually been leveled? Because on the one hand you can get it on there super easily but on the other hand you have to fight everyone else doing the same thing
2: Um no you're talking about like uploading this to the internet versus going out and creating a movie with equipment and people and all that. Right. Yeah. I think that no, because the way that things happen versus uh, as far as like using your phones and, and this technology versus going out and like getting a camera, I don't know. the. I don't think it levels the playing field. I think there are two different experiences. Right. So I can go out and, and, shoot a wedding with my phone and be done with it, come back and edit it all by myself. But with it, when it comes to making a movie, like there, that's a whole process. You know, you have to write a script, you have to find help that will either, you know, for us, you know, Jake, you and me that will either work for free or for very little. Um, and then you just have to hope that you, you find people that are willing to work for experience, which so far, luckily that we found that right. Um, but it's just a whole different whole different process so like with with uploading to TikTok and 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 YouTube like yeah you can upload shorts and stuff but i don't know it's something about like Going out and and getting all this stuff together and having to organize this huge, you know, even like a like my my thesis film took three days to to make, but it took even longer for pre-production and even longer for production. Right. So that whole process, just there's something like I don't want to sound cheesy, but something magical to it, as opposed to like getting my phone out and making a TikTok real quick and just uploading it. You know what I mean? Let's not as
1: much effort goes into it.
2: uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, it totally It just you can you can make you can make 15 TikToks a day. It's kind of like the joke of I was watching How I Met Your Mother and Ted had it was like a little montage of all these dates that Ted had been going on. And one of this girl said, uh, oh, you know, when I was living in California, I was trying to make as an actress and I had to work in adult movies for a while. Uh, for about a month, and he, he was like, "Oh, well, how many did you do?" And she said, "175." I'm not, I'm not equating like using technology and your phone and stuff to make movies to making porn, even though they sometimes <laughs> go hand in hand. But you know, you can you can bust out twenty TikToks throughout the day as opposed to a movie where you have to plan it, shoot it, edit it, and then you have to like enter it into either festivals or if you can get lucky and find someone to distribute it for you like i don't know it's just
0: a whole other process. Yeah. Well then let's talk about ignoring TikTok and social media. Talk about that barrier of entry for cinema cuz technology still has lowered the bars for that as well. If you go on to Netflix, you can find all their Netflix approved cameras. The cheapest camera on there that is Netflix approved is the Panasonic Lumix BGH1. And it's two thousand dollars. What's not bad. That's I know that is still expensive, but when you consider the fact that cinema cameras used to cost a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars for the body alone, yeah, and now you can get a body for two grand. Damn. That's well, that's crazy. incredible.
2: That, well, that camera. I don't. I don't. Just you said it's a Panasonic. Yeah. So my guess is it's probably like a camcorder, right? No, it's.
0: It is... Is it like the red where you... It is a you... cinema box. Yeah. Okay. It essentially, it's it's a GH5 brain boxed in a cinema body. Interesting. It's it's a square box. It has everything you need to add on to it. But it's $2,000. Get it, Justin. Actually,
2: no, that's actually... I mean, if it's Netflix approved, right? <laughs> it's Netflix approved. <laughs> it means I can make something and, and get it on Netflix. <laughs>
0: And speaking of just Netflix in general, if you go to, um, if for anyone interested in doing this, you can go to partnerhelp.netflixstudios.com and they essentially have a how-to guide Mm -hmm. on all of their best practices from everything from pre-production to the production process to running dailies to color grading working with the Aces program everything. It's you you have the instructions to like run your own studio per Netflix guidelines right there. Mm. You can
2: also go to adultswim.com and they'll take your ideas for a show. You just have guidelines to follow. I'm just that's where I thought you were going with that Netflix thing. I didn't realize it was just like a Netflix school for filmmakers or something.
0: It's not it's not like a school, but they well, do you know like I mean. you they help you. you. You click on these links, and they take you. You know, yeah. you guess it to YouTube, and they have. You know, someone's like, "Hey, I'm the lead colorist at Netflix. Here's how we want you to color grade here. This you want to... shitty.
2: It's like a master class. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Except it's cool. for Netflix. Netflix production. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's, cool. that's insane. And then there's um. You know, you t- you talked about. Needing a crew to produce films, which I agree, I think you do. But we've also gotten to a point where I think it has become simple enough that someone, if they're willing to put in the effort, can produce their own short films and their own movies by themselves, if they're willing to put the time and effort in themselves. Used to, That was just impossible. You had to have a crew. You had to have, uh, you know, a team working together for years to put something together. There's a fantastic YouTube channel on virtual production. His name's In Hubert, and he uses Unreal Engine to assist. (coughs) Excuse me. Uses Unreal Engine and virtual production uh, practices to create his own like sci-fi dramas, sci-fi films, all by himself. He sets up a green screen by himself. He sets up the cameras by himself. He goes in, he uses Unreal Engine, and he creates the environment himself. He keys himself into it and produces everything, all of himself. It's, it's insane. And stuff like that blows my mind because of how far technology has come and how, I'm not going to say it's easy, but how accessible it's become for anyone to truly make art by themselves
1: in the early days of halo 2 and halo 3 people there was this mm. organization called machinima and they would make basically like <laughs> meme of videos of in storyline based yeah, red versus blue based on the, the what's afforded in, in the games themselves and mm. using different camera angles and i think the theater mode to capture all, mm-hmm. all of the that's action. crazy i forgot about that and it's interesting that people in in the theater mode like basically acting as mm. like a camera for scenic shots and you know, getting all sorts of angles of like the spartans is they're doing their choreography well, it's almost like the story it's,
2: is they're actors
1: yeah, cool.
2: yeah, I, I didn't. I forgot about that. Like the innovative ways, even back then, that people were making shows for
1: YouTube. Mm-hmm. I never really That's watched it. Things. I just I watched a few
2: of the is... episodes and I thought it was really funny when I watched yeah. it as a kid. And I tried to watch it as an adult and I didn't think it was not bad, but I didn't really watch it
1: much. Different bad. type of humor.
2: <laughs> it's, it's probably really funny. I just, I, I do like the way they, they kind of took that format and created something completely different out of it. And now they have, you know, a whole, what is it? A whole company. And they make an anime, they have an anime show that I don't know if it's still going, but it was, I think, was it Ruby? That was theirs, wasn't it? It was Machinima's? I'm asking you guys. I I
0: never watched it. I just know about it.
2: Yeah. I I never watched it either, but I, I, I want to say, no, not Arby's. I tried
0: to look up Ruby and it got me Arby's. Arby's
2: <laughs> yeah, Arby. Arby sounds good. Yeah, I'll have that. But I, I, I think I heard it from somebody, so it might be wrong. Um, But that's just what I heard. So I never actually tried to look it up. So shame on me.
0: Uh, Rooster Teeth Productions is a production company based in Austin. Yep. Yeah,
2: okay. So I thought.
0: They sure were. So
2: Austin, smart. Texas. Hey,
0: that's right next door to you.
2: Yeah.
1: Only been there once.
0: Let's say someone's interested in doing this. They have minimal amount of skill. What resources does someone have today to here's, here's pick the, up a camera yeah. and start making
2: movies? Here's the thing that's cool about uh, technology, okay? So I taught high school for a year, and one of their projects was to make a movie trailer. And guess what? They did the whole effing thing on their phones, you know, because you're able to, of course, minus the writing part, because I gave them a little uh, form to fill out that, you know, kind of detailed what they were going to do but once they got to that shooting part they were able to use their phone and they were able to edit it on their phone so really <clears throat> if you think about it you have a phone that's all you need i mean now the thing that sucks though is that if you want pretty like good audio you're gonna have to buy a mic you know yeah. i mean the iphones the microphone's not bad but it's not good enough for for that so you're gonna have to get either a mic that plugs straight into your phone or a mic and an external recorder uh, but i think th- the most you might need is a mic and a ring light man is
0: audio one of the last barriers for so professional far, production but even it's
2: it's not even that it's not even a really a barrier now because you can buy mics for your phone and they're not super expensive lavalier mics for your phone and they're not super expensive like, and you can probably plug it in your phone. You can buy lenses for your camera on your phone.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. My sister has, um, my sister has macro lenses, mm-hmm. and she just has like she doesn't even have a late a latest phone. She's like a crappy old Android from oh, and I'm so sure far back. Makes it look. And um, she puts these little lenses on her phone, and she takes macro photography of the insects in her garden, and they're really cool.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah so really, I mean. Y- If you have a phone, like I bought that gimbal for the, for the wedding that I did recently. And it made the, it made the shot look
0: really good because it kept it stable. What did the bride and groom think about using the cell phone?
2: I, this is how I, I, they asked me if I wanted to, to do it. I said, I said, no, not really. Plus I don't really have the equipment. And then (laughs) I turned around and said, I'm buying this gimbal for my phone. It's just, it's like a stabilizer. And I said, I'll do your wedding if I can use my phone. And she said, wow. okay. Yeah, she said, okay. And so I was like, all right. And I mean, the wedding, like the phone, the cool thing about the iPhone is like, you don't really have to worry. It's it's kind of like a point and shoot camera, right? I mean, there are apps where you can adjust things, but they're also, you, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about aperture and iris and uh, what's the other one, uh, ISO and all that stuff like everything looked good even even when the lights are off you know most of the lights are off in the venue like i could still see everybody just fight like i didn't have to worry about all that stuff so that way i mean it was really convenient to use the phone but you know in the future i think i want to you know invest in some more equipment if i ever want to do a wedding again but i don't i doubt i'll ever do a wedding again I, I really don't like doing weddings i just wanted i really wanted to
1: do it for the reason of having the gimbal and
2: being able to use my phone and stuff.
1: Now you could do walking tour videos of mm-hmm. Arkansas.
2: I could. I could do. Make videos. a living off of
1: YouTube walking video.
2: Well, you know, I, I bought a camper recently and it could be something I could invest in and just be like, go down trails and stuff and kind of like stream it on Twitch or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of, actually, that'd be kind of cool. I never thought about that. Thanks, Zach, for the idea.
1: Um, Journeys with Justin. I don't know Justin's <laughs> journey. <laughs> actually, that's not bad.
2: Um, that's actually dang Zach. That's a good so idea. So um,
1: gen- general that it could be for outdoorsy stuff, or it's just people, a wide open field of options. It's not. No pun you're not. Yes, you're not. Oh, you don't need to narrow in on one. Give it a, give it a gimmick
2: or anything. It's yeah. just, I'm just going on hiking on trails.
1: Justin's journeys. Justin's journey. Hmm. I don't know. I, I can see a cartoon silhouette of you. I don't know. And a and a J and j Nice, vibrant colors as for the the logo. I could see it now. We'll see. We'll
2: see. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, You know, if they, they can use a straight up phone, like just holding it, but you know, if you want to use your phone, you might have to invest in some minor equipment, but it's nothing compared to the equipment you have to invest in as far as like an actual camera. And then, you know, if you want, if you want an actual gimbal for that freaking camera, you know, those are crazy expensive. Not only that, but they're heavy. Um, They are heavy. And you have to like, like the gimbal I got, you don't have to balance it. Like with gimbals and cameras, you have to balance it so that the camera stays stable um, and make sure the weight distribution is, is good throughout with this this new this one that i just bought for my phone i didn't have to do that i just really just put it on there and it was good to go so if you're if you're willing to invest in maybe say at least a, a lavalier mic and maybe like some sort of rig to hold the phone if it's even if it's just a tripod like i think you'll be good and you can do that to shoot like interviews or something if you want to be if you're like some sort of freelance reporter maybe or just a wannabe reporter aspiring reporter you
1: can maybe use your phone just little things like that there's one reporter i see often in the field and he works for one of the spanish language stations and he, he has a, a photographer most of the times but he's kind of a one man band himself he'll be first on scene and have like this bandolier of camera equipment it's like he's a soldier but a reporter with all these Gadgets on him, mm-hmm. and he has like for press conferences, he'll use like a little tripod in his phone. He'll have a Rode, what is it Rode or Rode's brand yeah. uh, microphone, lavalier like sh- setup. Head. Yeah, um, but he'll have a like a wireless too that he'll oh yeah sure clip, clip onto someone as well. Uh, in addition to having the whatever yeah. the, the furry on the, the, the phone furry. so it's, it's got a yes. windscreen um some of them look like they're freaking
2: cats yeah it's got a windscreen. <laughs> the there's one for inside that's and there's called. one for outside the cat
1: yeah the little, yeah, the
0: little I think, one that looks
1: like a tail called dead cat yeah Ugh. yeah they're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: that's another thing i wanted to bring up because i know we kind of talked about it before uh like the other day is is that's another thing with like reporters and stuff like you guys get asked to go live on Facebook all the time. And how are you gonna do that? I like, gotta do it on your phone. So like, it's another thing with with the news business nowadays. It's like, yeah, we're gonna go live at five, but I can go live right now on my phone. And I'm sure you've done it before, Zach, at
1: least yeah, once, right? Yeah, a handful of times, yeah. yeah. I have my likes and dislikes about it. I'm a guy about, I want good quality. It's kind of. Uh, it just like depends what you're doing and what you're covering as well. Yeah. If you're in the hustle and bustle of like a riot or something, and, and you don't want to then,
2: have to stop and get your phone out and do live and all that. <laughs> stuff.
1: No, I think that'd be more appropriate for that. Oh, type really? Of situation, but oh, it's yeah. easy access. Yeah, because like, if you got it, a camera, you put a tar- yeah, target true. on your back.
2: Yeah. I was just thinking like the inconvenience of having to you know get it all set
1: up real quick during a riot. Like okay. But I yeah, get that, why it would be For appropriate. a phone. It'd be easy to set that up. Just go press the live button. I'm gonna be honest, I've never gone live before ever. Remember Periscope? Never... Remember that short lived app?
0: <laughs> nope. A long time ago. Not like long a, ago, but it sure isn't around. What was I it for? Just I, live streaming? It was I mean it was Twitter's it was like Twitter's response to Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Essentially. Yeah.
2: I vaguely
1: remember something like that. Yeah, you still can go live on Twitter, I believe, but it just it's nothing. I don't think it's branded as Anything special? Lot. Well,
2: the the thing I know about, or or I remember about Twitter is live tweeting, and like for a long time <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what that was, but it's literally just <laughs> typing everything out as it
0: happens. I had to like, do that
1: for voters, a, a for a class yeah.
0: project. We had to watch the the uh, the presidential debates and live tweet <laughs> presidential <laughs> debates. It was so stupid. I what is know, the that's... point?
1: I mean, other than to vent your I guess or observations just, or well, it's, just,
2: it's more of a just updates from what I because I only noticed it like we might have one or two reporters who live tweet maybe a, a, a press conference or something and when I worked at Channel 7 and like it, it was it was kind of cool because you, you know you got you got to be updated because what if they didn't allow cameras in there you know so you can live tweet the whole thing so it's like That, that part of it's kind of cool, but yeah, I mean, I get it. It it seems a little more tedious than just going live, you know, just sitting there having to type and
1: tweet everything out court cases and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We can't have cameras in there. So you, you can live tweet, which is, which is a great resource for people who are like Twitter, but I don't care for Twitter. I only have it because, well, originally I only had it for my, my personal, um, like, uh, when i was when i had all my film equipment and started doing weddings and stuff like i had it for that but now we have it as a podcast and you know i use it for that um but twitter's kind of probably my least favorite social mm-hmm. media outlet i mean i do tweet sometimes
0: but not very often especially i don't like the
2: <laughs> i should live tweet the most mundane thing ever
0: you should live tweet art no i'm not i was gonna say Live tweet our podcast, but I'm not going to follow the most mundane thing
2: ever. Yeah, don't. uh, It's not. It's not that mundane. I don't know if I could live tweet our pod. I mean, I guess I could, but I wouldn't be doing very much contributing to the speaking part of it because I'd be tweeting the whole
1: time. We need another person to be our digital person for the podcast. Well, you know, if we get
2: to a point in our lives where we can do something like that, that'd be great. Uh, have someone have someone do all the ed- well not all the editing but have some especially have someone do all the posting is what i would is what i would want someone who i can send off the podcast to and they can post it to everything with all the the posts like the text and the pictures and all that stuff like i'd totally be okay with that sorry that's not what we're talking about
0: <clears throat> you're good so i guess final thoughts what do you guys think has the barrier of entry actually been lowered? is it a level playing field or is there still something that separates you know just throwing stuff on TikTok Facebook from actually
1: making movies i think the foundations there for, for people that want to create content or be aspiring filmmakers but there's the i guess a difference between how much effort you want to put into a project and you know, a, in some cases, it's a matter of financial resources. In other situations, most it's, cases. It's, it's, it's who you know to help you amplify whatever you're working on. Mm-hmm. But I, I, at the end of the day, it's your determination and passion that matters most, I, well, believe, I mean, because if you Because if you have that, you could work towards achieving anything.
2: Well, so. if you think about it, I mean, these directors and stuff, you don't see them shooting on their phones. Of course, they don't have to right? They, they don't have to do that, but you know, if if, if technology was at a point where, if it were at that point where they could do that, I don't know if they still would. You know what I mean? Like, I think
0: they would. I mean, I if think... technology was the point where they could use a cell phone instead of the cameras that they use, I think they would.
1: I don't know. I There's just limitations never- with phones yeah. compared yeah. to so much other equipment out there in terms I mean, of like the zoom capabilities for one
2: well and yeah zoom capabilities but also storage capabilities i mean yeah the red might not have any storage right but you can still dump that footage whereas with a phone it's a little more difficult you can't really i mean i guess now you could you could maybe connect a hard drive an external hard. i mean
0: drive now me. you know we didn't even talk about you know, like cloud software, things like Frame.io, Adobe's Frame.io, you know, you could film it on your phone, get up Adobe on your, on your device, send it to Frame.io and an editor in California can start working on it immediately.
2: Yeah. That's how we had to do our um, thesis movies was uploaded to Frame.io so that our, our um, thesis committee could watch it and be able to, um, you know, give comments on it and stuff so yeah that's true I mean I guess there is the, uh, the possibility of the cloud do not really think about that I mean it's cool both both ways are cool I think that the, the cameras and the crew and all that they have I, I don't know I just feel like they, they're able to do more at least right now um, and it just has that better quality and like you can't shoot in IMAX on a phone but of course <laughs> If he could, I'm sure people would do it, you know? Um, so I think they they both, I don't think the playing field's level, but I do think they both definitely have their their good qualities about them because I would totally shoot a movie on my phone just to do so it. So what would it take
0: to level that playing field?
1: Um, better phones. cost, lower yeah. cost of equipment uh, f- that big movie companies use
2: or better better phones that you can match these even these two thousand dollar cameras you know like that you're mentioning you talked about earlier like i bet you yeah the iphone looks good but it probably doesn't look good as good as this camera that you're talking about i don't know for sure because i'd I'd never seen the camera but my guess is probably not these phones might cost two thousand dollars but it's not just for the camera you know so you know,
0: you know what? Can, that's a good point. For the brand. How how expensive is the new iPhone that's coming out? Now, I'm sure it's I at least
2: 1200 $1, or $1,300 at least for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they try to – and I noticed they try to make a little more inexpensive versions of phones
1: now and, and iPads. and yeah. It um, seems like phones are just – they're emphasizing the camera capabilities these days. They that's really how, are. what they're marketing. You see the massive <laughs> – Lenses, it's like almost scary yeah. to even put it your phone down on the on the tables, you're worried you're gonna scratch something or break something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're just, they there's a big bulge out of the phone, it's weird. Well,
0: yeah, An unlocked a- iPhone fourteen pro, one terabyte is fifteen ninety nine. Crazy in the United States. But that's an yeah, unlocked one. That's from Apple.com. Oh wow, probably more. And in, is, like Australia. it's one terabyte of storage. So that's a lot of storage on a phone. Jeez, on a phone. That's ridiculous. But fifteen, <laughs> so sixteen hundred dollars for a terabyte of footage on your phone versus two thousand dollars. And you don't For even a cinema. Really. Yeah,
2: cam. and you can't store. You really really no storage on those cameras. You have to get an external hard drive, and you have to dump footage every you know, a few hours, but I don't know for me, it's a little more worth it. If I had the money to do that, than it is to use my phone at least right now. Now, like I said, totally down for using a phone to shoot stuff, even, even a narrative short film. So not knocking it, but I think if I had the money, uh, you know, do like what's his face, Tommy was so, and, and buy all my equipment if I could. Mm-hmm. Tommy was so is, from the room or room, yeah.
0: Hey, doggy, <laughs> <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Lisa.
1: Yeah. I think it's cool that you could. <laughs> I shoot did not por-
0: hit him. Oh hi, Mark.
1: Shoot, Sorry. You could shoot portions of movies, or like if you want it in the, in the future for your own projects, like, shoot like portions of it. Where you think it would be the best to use, like the main camera, and then use the phone for other shots? For well, you know, know. depending depending what you're trying to achieve.
2: You could there's some there's some contests that that um, tell you to shoot a scene for your like if you want to make a feature film and the way to win this contest is you have to shoot a scene from your film and send it in. You could I guess you could potentially do that with your phone and if you win then you know you got the money for to go rent a camera. The
1: opening panning shot.
0: Well, (laughs) long pan. people, People do mix. Like their phones and things. I think it's it's pretty common for even in Hollywood for them to throw a GoPro on a drone, and get and get action shots yeah. in the middle of you know they're they shooting it, IMAX. Then out, out of nowhere comes like this like 1080p grainy like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the GoPro overhead shot. Well, then you got like the they, this they epic. They're st- like, where's this coming from? People do it.
2: Well, yeah, they stick GoPros to people. For chase scenes,
1: sometimes. Why is the aspect ratio different all of a sudden? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty much all I have. Uh, any final thoughts from you?
2: Um, no, I just, I, I do think that the conversation is interesting and I'm sure we could talk about it for hours. Um, but I, I don't. I'm not knocking phones. I just want to be clear. Like, I think if you, if you have a nice phone and with a nice camera, go out and shoot stuff. Cause if anything, you get practice, you get noticed and then you start making movies. You know, it's like, you got to do what you got to do until you get the means to do what you want to do, I guess.
1: What if the only camera they have is on their laptop? Do you think they could just like walk around with their laptop? And-
2: <laughs> they could. I had a friend that told me his, uh,
1: Take he had picture's a, video.
2: Well, I had a friend who told me he his friend, he had a friend that shot a movie using a Prius backup cam. And I was like, okay, now that guy's, I said, that guy's <laughs> reaching. What? Yeah. I was like, that guy's reaching. Like he just wants to shoot it with something, you know, crazy. So he can be I'm like, secure. I did it with a, yeah, I, I did it with a Prius backup. I did it with a bowl of pudding. Because those, <laughs> those, <laughs> those Prius backup cams, you know, they're essentially like um fish. What are they called? Fish eye cams? Like 270 degree angle. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like a security camera that you're shooting with. And I
0: don't know. That just doesn't seem. I shot it with Google glass no one remembers that <laughs> i that remember failed project ba- barely if you're interested in liking commenting subscribing telling us whether we're great or we suck we're on facebook instagram twitter all the social medias let us know what what experience do you have have you used your cell phone to shoot a short film what about using an unreal engine to create your 3d dreams Let us know. We're really curious. I guess. Bye.
2: (laughs) Oh, I was like, was that the end? (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) See you. Bye.